News right now. Atlahan, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Asanda. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for making I'm time. I'm good. No problem. So we start today by hashtag Sekhufat, so Pule, uh, understanding then that yesterday there was an appearance in the Rodeport Magistrates' Court with uh, Ndutu Koshoba, who's now saying that there's new information, there's new facts that he wants to bring forward because he's looking to reapply for bail. Mm. Um, so I think it's very sad that even in South Africa, like women are still losing their lives to gender-based violence and there isn't any sort of um, accountability or justice measures put in place to ensure that we're able to protect women. Because one, even allowing a perpetrator of such violence to be a state witness, it's something that's I don't think it's forgivable. And I think as a state, we need to reconsider um, what constitutes as a state witness because allowing a person who has inflicted pain onto another person to be um, a a state witness is something that shouldn't be allowed. And I also do think that the second thing with the case being consistently postponed, it also just shows that the time frame for accountability is a very long time. And oftentimes a person is not going to be held to account for the things that they have done. So I do think that we need to make sure that we're able to um, fix the justice system and ensure that it is able to protect the victims of gender-based violence or any kind of violence whatsoever. And the second thing also that we need to ensure that we do is that we need to allow for the time frame to be uh, as short as possible, meaning that we need to put in a lot of effort and we need to put in a lot of energy towards making sure that we're able to build a concrete case for justice to take place sooner rather than later. Yeah, because this was in 2020 that uh, this uh, woman was uh, so brutally murdered, uh, pregnant at that. So this one is saying uh, Shoba was basically arrested in connection with the June murder. If we can just give a bit more light. Uh, So Shoba was arrested in connection with the June murder after he was implicated by Mzukaise Malepani. But Mzukaise has pleaded guilty to the killing. And now he's saying Mzukaise basically uh, confessed to his uh, neighboring cellmate about uh, what happened. And this is the new information he's saying is bringing forward. Is this going to stand in your view? Um, I think um, it doesn't much because what usually happens in such cases is that it's always going to be a different information all the time, but we're not necessarily got to, going to get to the bottom of the truth or justice is not necessarily going to be served. And, and, sorry, of and the, the confession is, is that, that he was uh, Pule's boyfriend. That was That's what uh, the confession was. Yes. Sorry, continue. Yes, it, Yes, it is the confession because he was uh, paid to kill. The boyfriend paid someone, had someone to kill Tsukhufat um, Zubule. Uh, but I think the unfortunate part about it now is that in getting to the bottom of justice, it's always going to be, it's not me or someone confessing mm. or someone pleading guilty and the justice system not necessarily doing anything about it. So I think that at this point, what needs to happen is that they need to put strict measures in place to ensure that justice is served. And it's, it's not only just about waiting for the victims of such violence to come forward and plead guilty, but making sure that they're able to go out there and investigate as much as possible in order to get to the bottom of the truth. Because at this point, it is always going to be one person pleading guilty, fighting over the other, one person turning and being a state witness and nothing necessarily progressing or us not getting to the bottom of the truth. 
All right, let's move on to hashtag Solomon Mahlangu now. Uh, social media remembering, you know, this stalwart, a struggle icon uh, with a wreath-laying cer- ceremony that was happened or that happened in Swane because he was born in, in Pretoria. He also actually died in Pretoria as well. Mm-hmm. So a struggle activist who was a part of Umkonto where as well uh, ended up being charged with two counts of murder and several charges under the Terrorism Act and then he was hanged in 1979. Let me pose the question to you, Atlachan, then if you think that we are continuing in the legacy of our struggle stalwarts? Um, so a lot of, especially conversation that's happening now is that that's the case and that the ANC as a party is betraying the cause of freedom as we remember Solomon Mashango and all the principles that he did stand for. And I do think that's very fundamental because if you think about the struggle heroes, most majority of them we're fighting for freedom and the freedom that we are not necessarily, that we don't appreciate at this point, I can say that we're not necessarily doing anything about it, and especially a political party like the ANC, which is a leading party. So I do think that it's important to understand that betraying the cause of freedom is also not um, uh, maybe like a legitimate way of also trying to commemorate like struggle heroes, because what is it that we're doing and how far have we gone and what has changed past past that time when those people were fighting for freedom. So I don't think that much has been done in terms of making sure that we're able to instill and preserve the freedom that we have as a country. And we need to change that. Uh, we need to change it. So let's move to hashtag Tandy, where Newton now. Uh, this is our well-known actress called uh, Tandy Newton before. Now she's deciding to call herself Tandy, where Newton, which is her birth name. She's saying she's taking back what's uh, what's hers. And uh, she said this to British Vogue as she had an interview there. She wants to now uh, make sure that the world knows about her Zimbabwean heritage. This is uh, great. It is. I think that reclaiming your best name is something that's important, especially because when you get into the professional space, some of the times you are expected because she looks different. She doesn't look like she looks. She, she's she's um, different. She's she was born. Her mother is Zimbabwean and her dad is English. So I think in that specific situation, when you enter into the professional field, you are often forced not to identifies the person that you are. So I think it's very important and powerful for her to be reclaiming her identity at the moment, especially in her profession and where she is now. But also, secondly, I I think that insofar as her career is concerned and now because it has progressed, I think reclaiming her best name is something that's very important. Um, And I also do think that reclaiming your best name also has to do a lot with your own identity as a person and acknowledging the fact that you're a human being and you have intersectional identities and that you shouldn't necessarily allow other individuals to determine what your identity is. So I think it's something that's very important and her wanting to reclaim her Zimbabwean heritage is very, very important. All right, so let's, uh, we've got a call who has just come in to talk about our training topics. I'm not sure which one specifically he wants to talk about, but Tulani in... Uh, Hi, ma'am. Hi, Tulani in Bloemfontein. How are you doing? I'm good. And how are you, ladies? I'm, I'm good, thank you. We are awesome. good, thanks. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> L- let's stick to the Tsekhofasso's case. Okay. Uh, what it proves already, there was no proper investigations from the police side. All right? These are new facts, indeed, that I introduced to the court of law. Now, for us to know, are they truthful or not, police were supposed to have done Section 205 on the late Sekhofato's phone, meaning they were supposed to pull all the telephone records, all right, including of the guy now that is applying for bail, as well as the gentleman 
who now the new facts are saying he was indeed the boyfriend. But these things were supposed to be done long before this gentleman can even confess to this sad thing that he has done. So indeed, there are new facts before court, but now it is up to the police to make sure that they go to the previous records before they get wiped away after three years. All right. Thank you so much for your call, Tulani. And I guess this echoes Atlehang, what you were saying, that we need to deal with these cases as thoroughly and speedily and as possible so that we get to uh, bring justice to the fore. Yes. Um, that's true because if, like uh, the listeners mentioned before, that there were no proper investigations that were done, um, I think that's also the biggest problem, especially in South Africa, because... Um, Gender-based violence is a crime against humanity, and I don't think that we're doing much. And we are like we com- com- have comprehended the fact that it's a crime against humanity, and therefore we need to treat it as such. Because there's so many cases of gender-based violence that are not taken into account. So many cases of mm. gender-based violence we're, we're not investigating or doing nothing at all. So I do think that a violation to a person's human dignity it's something that's very important, and we need to do something about it because it also forms part of the principles of the Constitution of um, South Africa. Yeah. Let's uh, wrap up now with uh, hashtag UNISA uh, with registration woes ahead of the new academic year, which is expected. It happens every year. But they've mm-hmm. instituted an automated booking, uh, booking system. Uh, and uh, let's talk about that just briefly. Um, so the first part is that um, Zimba, uh, the Minister Zimande wants UNISA to explain why it accepted extra first-year students. And now the SRC is taking him to court for that. So I think there are two things. How we can look at this is that, firstly, um, in terms of saying that he uh, questioning why they've accepted extra first-year students, it's also a matter of understanding that capping the number of students that can be taken is it's very unfair because let's say, for example, that there are more students who have applied and more students that qualify to be um, at the school. I think that they should be allowed to access that space. But also, secondly, I do think that um, the SRC taking him to court is something that's also very important because, one, it means that as a minister, he also needs to account for certain things that he does. But also, secondly, it's more like wanting to deny access to education to students, which is also a form of taking away their right or their privilege to, to getting an education. All right. Thank you so much. Let's leave it there for now. Atlakang Mulefe giving us uh, our trending topics, what's been happening in the last 24 hours as far as social media is concerned. We appreciate your time, Atlakang.